This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Bilqais, with Omnia Saar, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world and in the UAE. It is the 29th of November, Sunday. I'm very excited for this week. It is the National Week. I, I like to call it the National Week. It is the National Week, and I'm sure a lot of people are excited for having a very short work week and a long holiday and weekend. But... You can definitely count on us to give you the latest on what is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. And we're going to be starting by an initiative that Sheikh Saif bin Zayed has launched right here in the UAE to make sure that schools who and students who are pursuing distance learning are doing so safely. Yes, indeed. And if you thought we're done talking about TikTok, well, you're wrong because we're going to be talking about how the U.S. has extended the sale of TikTok and the deadline to December 4th of this year now. The, the sale of TikTok and the talk about TikTok has been ongoing all throughout 2020 with the president, U.S. President Donald Trump and a lot of factors we're pitching in. So now we're, we're going to talk about how TikTok sale is being extended once again. Yes, indeed. But if you are wondering on when you can get your Twitter blue check, since we did talk about Twitter actually reopening the doors for verification in 2021, don't get too excited if you've seen your account gain that blue check before the beginning of the new year because Twitter has been automatically de-verifying the users that have been getting that fake blue check mark all of a sudden. I wish I got a fake (laughs) blue check just for the fun of it. Now, if you have broke your smartphone, well, you will have a right to repair as rules just take another step forward. Now, this initiative should be coming out of France. How France does want a right to repair your your smartphone and France and the EU in general. The EU has been battling uh, smartphone providers and smartphone makers on how to repair your smartphone and to have a kind of longevity when it comes to your smartphones. That sounds like music to my ears because we all know that a lot of our phones can have... Every year you have to upgrade nowadays. Exactly, because they don't last that long. And if they get damaged, then you'll, instead of having to pay for repairing, you just go ahead and buy a new one. And you know, Omnia, it's it's come to the point where even I myself, I catch myself thinking about this thing. When you see someone with an older version of the phone, you think to yourself, how do they operate it? Yes. It happens to me all the time. I'll look at someone who has an iPhone X. I'm like, wow, an iPhone X. What an ancient, ancient piece of, 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 of art. Because I just feel nowadays that every time a new phone comes out, people are jumping on the new phone. Absolutely. And let us know what version of the iPhone do you have? And did you ever struggle with not updating your phone or it breaking down so you just go ahead and buy a new one instead of fixing it? Lots and Lots is in store right here on Future Talk. So keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse95. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. One of the most important initiatives have been launched this weekend right here in the UAE because Sheikh Saif bin Zayed has launched the Akhtar eSafe Schools Initiative. Now, we've all seen distance learning pick up, especially uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic and even after students started returning back to school, since a lot of schools were actually doing the blended learning scheme where students would go to school for a few days a week and then they would go ahead and do online learning for the rest of the week. So this initiative is going to be building a smart security structure in school, making the UAE the first country in the world 
to apply the concept of an e-safe school to all of its public and private schools. Yes, and this was actually on the directives of His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nahyan, who is the Crown Prince of Abu Dhabi. Now, uh, Sheikh Saif bin Zayed Al Nahyan, who is the Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Interior, did attend the virtual ceremony for Akhdar e-safe schools initiative launch. Now, just like Omnia said, it is it aims to build a smart security structure in schools, which does make the UAE the first country in the world to apply the concept of e-safe school to all its public and private schools. And that does come in accordance with the EU standards of safe internet. Yes, indeed. Now, the most important part of this launch has been uh, making sure that students are safe in school and providing a safe virtual environment for all of them. Since we do know that cybersecurity uh, has definitely been a big talking point and a big discussion, especially since a lot of people were working from home, studying from home. And this initiative only comes in time as a lot of people have been worried about their mm-hmm. students struggling with having a safe electronic education system. Mm-hmm. But this initiative has actually been fighting a lot of cyber crime in the UAE and making sure that the privacy of students is maintained as they study from a distance. Yes, the, actually, the initiative does have an electronic communication, which is called Cyber C3. And is an explanation of the laws of cybercrime right here in the UAE and the technical and precautionary measures that must be taken to protect privacy. Now, this is very important as, again, you and I, Omnia, time and time again, we've talked about uh, educating the young people, the younger children and the adolescents about cybersecurity, about cybercrime. And to kind of keep in mind before you talk or before you post something online, because it can have a negative effect, just like it ha- how it can have a positive effect. Now, it is worth mentioning that For Aghdar E-Safe Schools is a national initiative based on the highest, highest and latest global systems and standards for internet censorship in the field of education. And it is applied for the first time in the Arab world and did win the first place award in the World Summit's award in the area of the role of governments in technical development. So, ladies and gentlemen, that <laughs> explanation has been explained. It's amazing how we're having this type of e-school, uh, e-safe initiative right here in the UAE for public and private schools. So this isn't only for private sector, for the public schools, for everyone. All children across the the UAE will get this type of uh, crash course. Absolutely. And this is exactly why we're very excited to celebrate that the UAE is the first country in the world to be implementing such a development to its schools but sadly (laughs) even though right here in the UAE we're celebrating great news TikTok is still struggling with its sales but there is a little bit of a a little bit of hope because the US has extended the TikTok sale deadline to the 4th of December yes indeed now obviously President Donald Trump's administration has expressed national security concerns over the app, but the U.S. Treasury on Wednesday did say that it had extended seven days from the deadline, which was November 27th, given to the Chinese owner of TikTok to sell the popular social media platform American to, to American businesses. Now, the Committee of Foreign Investment in the United States has granted ByteDance a one-week extension from November 27th to December 4th, 2020, to allow time to kind of review a revised submission that the committee did recently receive. Now, we do know that President Donald Trump's administration has expressed national security concerns over the app ever since it was started. And I mean, we've seen the deadline being being extended a couple of times, like 10 Um, times. Literally, uh, multiple times. Honestly, I've lost count. But the ban has definitely been challenged in courts, including a case in Washington. 
and a separate filing by the app's creators in a Pennsylvania court. But the latest of them all has been a lawsuit that was actually raised by three TikTokers who were arguing that the app should not be banned since it is their way of making money and there are only a few of many other youth that have been using the platform as a way of living. Now, Trump definitely did lose his bid for re-election this month, and he was the one who claimed that TikTok, which has millions of users on its platform, has been used to collect data on Americans for the Chinese espionage. Now, this claim has completely been denied by the company, and now that Joe Biden is the one uh, who will be the next president, things may be, see- may be going uphill for TikTok. Yeah, and the White House actually did say that TikTok must become a U.S. firm controlled by American investors to kind of avert a ban on TikTok. But obviously, any plan would likely need approval from Beijing and China. And as China's Commerce Ministry did publish new rules in August that did add civilian use to a list of the types of technology that are restricted to exports. So that means TikTok is one of them. Yes, and it could make it more difficult for ByteDance to sell TikTok, which does feature clips of everything from dance all the way to politics. And the situation here is very complicated because it's not just about, you know, selling the app to someone, but rather the code of the app. They're embedded in China and only Chinese coders have access to them. So yes. for for the US to ask for a share of TikTok is basically asking for the entire code, which I don't think ByteDance will give on a plate of gold. Now, Omnia, you and I and I have actually explained what kind of information TikTok does take from you and yeah. your phone, and it's been proven. TikTok takes a lot of information from me, a lot of data <laughs> that it shouldn't be taking. So I understand why the Donald Trump Association did that and why they wanted the ban. Uh, I just feel in general that it won't change much. Instead of this data being sold to China, it's going to be going to the to the U.S. government. So, I mean, it's it's just a battle who wants the bigger data. So, for us consumers, it doesn't really make a difference because no. at the end of the day, your data is still going to be taken and it's just going to avert from the Chinese uh, government to the American government. The only struggle many people will have is if the app is banned, but I don't think this is going to be coming up in the pipeline. It's it's too big now. It's too big, exactly. And uh, we're definitely going to be keeping you updated to what happens with the TikTok drama. Hopefully it ends pretty soon in December. Mm. Coming up, Future Talk has lots and lots to share with you all, so keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. Pulse95 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? What's worth a click and download? But I'm not going to say 99.9% of you guys because I know I always say that. But let's say 75% of you guys do have already Twitter downloaded. And uh, Twitter is going to automatically de-verify users as it does open verifications back up. And you know that blue check, ladies and gentlemen, that you'll Mm -hmm. see on Instagram and Twitter? Well, a lot of people are suddenly getting this blue check on Twitter. If I got that blue check, I think that would be one of the very, very small reasons why I would actually go ahead and use Twitter. Now, Omnia, (laughs) Twitter is known for its verification process to be a bit of a mess. And the company does want our help on fixing it. Not our help, but like everyone's help to (laughs) fix it. Hanny's help. Not Hanny's help. You are one of the most, uh, one of their regular users of Twitter. Avid users, yes. I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Now, actually, Twitter did pause uh, all general verifications in November of 2017, around three years ago, after verifying a kind of controversial person on Twitter. Mm-hmm. after And then after that, they kind of did go under fire. And Twitter is, is well known to be under fire when it does come to who tweets and what do they tweet and how of how 
accurate is this information being brought out? Because we do know when you see a verified badge, that could mean to some people that, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. But that's also frustrating, I feel like, because just because you have the verified badge does not mean you're an expert at ah, something. Ah, see, that's a good point. And it doesn't give you the right to go ahead and make facts and theories about certain topics, which I feel like a lot of people take that white badge as a doctorate or a master's it, degree in a certain topic. Exactly. And you explained it perfectly. That's where a lot of people see it. When they see that blue badge, that blue check, they automatically think whatever this person is talking about is A, true, B, an expert in whatever topic this person is talking about. And obviously, within the years, it has shown that this is not the case. A lot of Mm-mm. people spew a lot of things that are not true and people believe it because there's a check on it. And that's what Twitter and Jack Dorsey is trying to do. They're trying to combat how having a verified check, number one, doesn't mean you're an expert. That's why we've been seeing kind of labels under tweets. And it went to the extent with even U.S. President Donald Trump having things under his uh, under his tweets saying, this might not be true. I think that might have been the saddest uh, label that I've seen because if the President of the United States can't have his words be true, then what's left I, for Twitter? Exactly. <laughs> well, in a Tuesday blog post, Twitter did announce that they are going to be reopening the doors for their Twitter verification system to start again for many accounts, but that was going to be happening in early next year, so in 2021. However, Twitter does want users to get excited, and whenever new updates launch, that also means sometimes mistakes happen. Yes. And what we've been seeing is a lot of accounts have been getting that fake blue check mark without them actually becoming really verified. Yes, indeed, Omnia. And uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of sad how a blue check mark, that verified badge, does give you type of uh, of of. Uh, of leverage on the normal yeah. Twitter user. Now, I kind of do have a question when Twitter did say, I want Twitter users to get excited. Yes. Now, is it does that mean the normal person now can get verified? Mm. Now, I, I do believe that Twitter wants to combat uh, the, the, the use of misinformation, the spread of misinformation. Now, Twitter users, Omnia, they don't want all of that. Do you know what they want? What do they want? They want the retweet button to come back instead of the quote retweeting everything, Omnia. It did cut down on misinformation. It did cut down, Omnia. And a lot of a lot of information has been stopped, even if it's not misinformation, it's actual and factual information. Mm. Uh, the spread of information has been lowering down because a lot of people don't want to go through the hassle of quote retweeting and then retweeting it. So now we're seeing an, an, an increase in liking tweets. Yes, and that's definitely making people reconsider everything. Every time they want to retweet something because it's one step added to the process. But you know what's going to be a little bit of sad news for people? Twitter is allowing other accounts to become verified again, but it's also taking that blue check mark from many accounts, especially those mm. who are inactive. Yes, I mean, now I do believe, I'll have a hunch, that mm. Twitter will have different types of verification badges. Mm. What do you think about that? I definitely see that coming, especially because a lot of accounts uh, are going to be basically their ver- their verified option will be taken away from them. So let us know your thoughts. Are you excited to see other accounts become verified again? And what are your thoughts on verification? Does that give someone the right to become, quote-unquote, an expert about something or just few facts that may or may not be true? Let us know your thoughts. Our text lines are open for 215. Do it to Salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. But coming up, we're talking all about synthetic skin that can repair itself 5,000 times. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95.
Man, do I love France whenever it comes to its landmarks, but also when it comes to its rights for smartphone users. Because for those of you who don't know, France is actually the only country in this whole entire world that gives you a charger whenever you're going to go ahead and buy the brand new iPhone 12. Well, and, that, and that's because of its laws, not because Apple loves France more than any other country. <laughs> now, 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 France is doing everything right. Yes. France is, is literally has every smartphone maker by the neck. You <laughs> cannot do anything in France because France has had so many laws and they're combating. And France, the country of France is combating how smartphone makers work. And we saw that with the first... Uh, with their chargers and how actually I think I believe we talked about this last year Omnia how France wants all smartphones to have the same charger the same uh, USB connector adapter adapter. and uh, now we're seeing how France has another step forward and talking about the right to repair and does call on manufacturers to make it easier for consumers to fix their own devices and to be more transparent about the lifespan of their products now when we started off the show Omnia I talked about how nowadays, even myself, I am a victim and I am guilty of this. When I see someone with an iPhone X, for example, we're now at the iPhone 12 Pro Mark. You do know I have the iPhone XS Max. Yes. Now <laughs> You're making me sound ancient. Yeah. Now, when I see that, I kind of wor- worry to myself. I think to myself, is th- how does this person function? Is it as fast as the mm. new one? Uh, do they feel that their phone is a little bit slow? Mm. And that is wrong. Now, that is, we don't see people buying new cars every year. Yeah. People have yeah. cars from 10 to 12 years. And um, this just goes to show that Apple or the general public in general has kind of implemented something in our brains that if we don't have the newest version of the phone, we're old. Uh, our phone we're is running not, behind. We're running behind. Our camera is bad. When in retrospect, our camera is really good. And a lot of things are good about the phone. And just because you don't have the, the newest phone doesn't mean you have something old. And this is where we come back and talk about France giving the right to repair. Now... Uh, I believe that a lot of people change their phone when they see a slight dent in battery. Their battery is not doing great. Now, Omni is <laughs> laughing because she is guilty of that. Yes, because whenever my uh, old MacBook Pro, the battery was running down and then the speakers broke down. I didn't even consider fixing it. I mean, uh, in, it all was, on, in all it, fairness, it your phone, life. <laughs> your, your laptop, how old was it? <laughs> Six years. Six years old. I mean, it I'd, lived its life. I mean, it lived its life, Omnia, and we do know how much you use your laptop. So. Oh, yes, <laughs> very heavily. But you know what's, what what's, uh, I was thinking about it whenever you were talking about how this generation immediately throws away what's been broken. Back in the day, older generations, they used to fix what used yes. to break. But nowadays, we just throw it. We don't even bother mm. fixing it. And this is exactly why earlier this year, the European Commission announced plans for the brand new right to repair rules that will be covering smartphones, tablets, and laptops in 2021. And this is all part of an effort that the European Union is doing to tackle e-waste and help Europe achieve its Mm. main goal, which is to basically be climate neutral by 2050. Now, what many of us don't know is the bigger issue about buying new stuff is what happens to the old gadgets. Mm. Apple has a great policy where you can go ahead and give away your older or uh, gadgets. Trade, trade in your phone and yes. get some store credit on it. And this allows them to use the parts of your broken phone or the phone that you just want to upgrade And then from. make SE. Yes. <laughs> True. And make the SE version of the phone. <laughs> I'm, I apologize to every person who owns an iPhone SE, but your parts may just be made from broken phones. Now, now the, the EU is also being urged to ban practices by hardware makers, which did say that they aimed at intentionally shortening the lifetime of a product 
such as preventing repair at the design stage or even causing a slowdown in performance after a software update. And Omni and I, we talked about this last week. Yes. Apple was sued. And, and, the and they actually, you know, they came out and yeah. came clean and said that they were actually the, slowing down their older phones. And, and Apple did have to pay a hefty fine. I think it was, I don't know how many millions, millions of, dollars, of dollars. But they did have to do that. Now, a French member of the European Parliament, uh, David Corman, did say that by adopting this report, the, the European Parliament did see, send a clear message that it is mandatory labeling indi- indi- indicating the durability and tackling premature obsolescence in the EU. So basically, you're going to have a, a, a level of, of how good or how can this phone be fixed out of 100. So let's say, for example, I think it goes from 0 to 100. Yes. If your phone can be fixed completely, it will have an 100 rating mm-hmm. or a 95 or a 96, etc. So this is good for people who don't have that much money and don't want to buy a new phone every year and want to fix their old phones, you'll buy a phone with a rating above 90, for example. Now, Omnia, we did talk about, and you did bring up how it's good for the environment. Yes. Correct? But also, it's good for the people, for the consumers. Now, we do look at phones. Phones are expensive. Oh, they are. Phones are now... (laughs) It's an investment. (laughs) Yeah, and I look at the the, the iPhone 12 Pro Max. That goes for 6,000 dirhams. Some people's salary are 6,000 dirhams, Omnia. To throw it on a phone, and then the year forward, saying, "Hey, you got to pay another six thousand to get the the latest phone because now your phone is slowing down." That that is theft. That, it is theft. It, it is theft. And I like how the European Union and France in general they're tackling this problem. I definitely agree with you, especially when we look at how other smartphone industries are also dealing with broken phones. You know, with Apple, especially with iPhones, if you don't have Apple Care and any part of your phone is damaged, especially now that most of our phones are becoming 90% screen, 10% hardware, uh, you're definitely struggling with having to buy mm-hmm. Apple Care, having to buy extra protection on your phone if you want to have a chance at fixing it without necessarily paying half of the phone's price mm-hmm. every time you want to fix uh, any piece of hardware that's been broken. So having such a law being implemented I feel like will definitely make the phone yeah. itself become much more sustainable for the environment but also sustainable for our bank accounts <laughs> and, and, and Apple actually I didn't like this from Apple Apple yeah. actually did something a couple of years back and they made that you cannot take your iPhone to a third-party repair person because if you do your phone has a chance to being bricked so the person repairing your phone needs to be perfect at his job at his or her job to repair the phone and I was victim to this Omnia no way I repaired my iPhone 6 I had a screen crack yes the screen was cracked I repaired it at a third party shop right here in Sharjah yeah I repaired it the phone was working great for two days as soon as I updated the software obviously Apple knew what happened that I changed and there was different serial numbers it bricked my phone I had to go to Apple and I had to pay 900 dirhams this was back in iPhone (laughs) 6 to get a new phone a refurbished one. It wasn't even new. Man. So they gave me a refurbished phone. So Apple Apple makes it harder for companies or third-party uh, manufacturers or repairmen yeah. to repair the phone. So you are obligated to go to the Apple store or go to an iStyle, for example. Right here in the yeah. UAE, we have iStyle who is... Who it's does, like a sister company to Apple. Yeah, to go there and pay those hefty price tags to fix your phone. And most of the time, it's not even your fault. Nope. It isn't. And this is exactly why France and the European Union are actually pushing for those repairability ratings that will hopefully be introduced to smartphones, laptops, washing machines, TVs, lawnmowers, 
any gadget you could think of starting in January of 2021. Lots and lots is happening in January 2021. France announcing this, the UAE actually looking into its second round of astronauts. Joe going. Biden becoming president of the United exactly. States. Exactly. I mean, 2021 is looking to be a yeah. great year. Hopefully it's uh, going to be better than 2020. <laughs> and hopefully we do get that vaccine rolling out by uh, quarter one of 2021. Let us know you guys thoughts for 215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95 Radio. What do you think about France uh, kind of doing this, the EU Commission doing this and grabbing smartphone makers by the neck? Coming up on Future Talk, we're talking all about skin that can repair itself not once, not twice, but 5,000 times. Oh boy. Pulse95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse95. This story honestly reminds me of superheroes because I've always wanted skin that can repair itself. That means you're basically invincible, no damages, no scratches, nothing could get to you. And this is exactly where tech comes into play because synthetic skin is finally here. It's not a fragment of the future, but rather a fragment of the present. And it is as strong, stretchy and sensitive as a human skin can be. But the catch is it can repair itself at a much faster pace than the human skin could. Now, all my anime fans, I'm going to give you a reference right now. Yes. This automatically makes me remember One Piece Luffy. What is that? It's a show. It's, it's an anime. <laughs> it's called One Piece. And the main character is Luffy, who is stretchable and has his skin is stretchable. And he can do whatever he wants. And he can punch from here all the way to I don't to outer space. Oh, my God. And he can repair himself. And he's basically like rubber band. And that's the same thing that we're seeing in this synthetic prosthetic skin. And it could be used in furniture, a future prosthetics as well. Now, it is known as electronic or even e-skin. Now, we went to the to the extent of now talking about e-skin. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it has been developed by researchers from King Abdullah University of Science and Technology in Saudi Arabia. So that it's is It's not a Western uh, technology. So th that makes very me very proud as an Arab and as a Muslim to see that coming right out of Saudi Arabia. Yes, indeed. And uh, known as the electronic skin, just like you mentioned, Hani, the future of this skin could be used to monitor a person's health but it could also be used in prosthetics. Now, we all know that people who have lost a limb, they try, there's been so many technologies that have been trying to replicate the sensation of the human skin, the flexibility of it, but also the way it functions. And if we could have this e-skin become and become the basically the replica of the human skin, then I think Every human being will never be worried about any injury. And no one would wear wearables anymore. Oh, yes. Because we can monitor, with this, we can monitor our, our how many calories we burn. And I'm 100% sure it will be even more accurate. Yes, because it's a part of your It becomes a part, skin. a part of your skin. You won't need to, you'll have, you'll know how, how, heart, how fast your heart is, how, your heartbeat is, how many calories you burn, how many times you've walked, and you'll have it all on your smartphone. So wearables will be basically non-existent. Now, the prototype can even sense objects from up to eight inches away, react to things in under one-tenth of a second, and repair itself more than 5,000 times. Omnia, it can, it, can, it can sense objects from eight inches away. So it just makes me imagine, if someone tries to punch me... You're going to sense I, it from I eight. can sense it. I can sense that someone is coming up to me. And that does even give that real life factor feeling. Now, I mean, if I, if someone or you, if you do it to yourself right now, I'm in front of the camera. Yeah. I'll show you guys. When you go like this, you can kind of feel 
the the, the shadow in a oh, way. Oh yes, you, you can you, you can you, you, you can it. sense that someone is about uh, is around touch. you. Yeah. You can feel the breath, for example. You can feel even their presence. So with that, that gives you even that more real life feature, even though it's a synthetic and prosthetic skin. Absolutely. And uh, the authors and the researchers that are behind the study about the e-skin have also said that this skin could mimic the natural functions of the human skin. So that also means that it can actually sense temperature. So if something is hot, something is cold, you'll be able to tell that it's surrounding you. And this comes in handy for those uh, who struggle with uh, you know, using prosthetics because we all know that prosthetics are giving, they're giving you the function of a normal yes. limb, but at the same time, you don't have that sensation like you would with your human skin. Now, I'm more looking at burn victims. Mm. Burn victims. Now, this would help burn victims a lot because unfortunately, Absolutely. once uh, a burn victim has a burn, most of the time, the nerves and the way they feel, they're damaged, they're damaged or even uh, killed off in general. They can't feel at a certain area of their body. And I mean, just talking about it, you kind of feel that, oh, it's not a big deal. But to them, it is a big deal. It kind of, for example, if you have on your fingertips, if you have ever tried to put a bandage or something or even super glue on your fingertip. Oh, my God. And you can't, that's the worst. You can't feel <laughs> the texture of the table, for example. You it can't. does feel uncomfortable. Now, imagine if you had that for your whole life. Now, I'm really proud of Saudi Arabia and King Abdullah University and what they've done to make it easier for people who, who, who need these prosthetics or even burn victims. Absolutely. And the best part about it is that this skin is actually made from a material that is 70% water. So it's very similar to the human skin and it will blend in with your human skin tissues very easily. And the funny thing is, Omnia, we are 70% water. Exactly. So uh, bingo, they made a nice uh, trick over there. <laughs> Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. What do you think about the story? What do you think about our stories today in general? And if you have any comment, do message us in. But it is time for us to jump in our spaceship and go all the way to space and leave you guys with Afternoon Karak, the dream team with Mikhail Atiyah and Aisha Mazmi. They'll be bringing to you everything you need to know about what's happening in the entertainment industry, movie reviews, and gaming. You can expect to hear about all of that on their show. But you can catch us again, same time, same place, tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. only here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.